Hello, darling friend. Hello. Should we start this episode with singing? Okay, hold on. You start and I'll follow. Sorry. We said this is going to be an ASMR video, guys. Sorry. Snacks. What are you eating? Snacks. <laughs> I'm eating flame got a steak McCoy's. I don't know why I had to tell you the flavour as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's ASMR, you have to kind of empathise, don't you? Yeah, ready. Okay. It's my la- Oh, I thought it wasn't good. <laughs> Sorry, we got our wires crossed there, guys. <laughs> I'm a bit of a dry one. Yeah, because my VR is cardboard. What's your problem? It was on offer, and I just wanted hummus, and I needed a spoon for the hummus. That's acceptable. There's going to be a lot of snacking in this episode. Snacks. <laughs> we just started the episode without saying hi hi guys i'm omi and i'm zara i don't know why i did it in the accent sorry i'm zara and <laughs> welcome to episode 11 of what's your own sorry chewing today we're going to be talking about I'm really sorry no, if you guys have to hear a death. No one's here to save me. Next week's wine and crime is going to be about me. <laughs> it's going to be your death, yeah. <laughs> death by food. Oh, my God. Um, this is not your week next week, is it? Sis, <laughs> you lost. 29. 29. Um, oh, yeah, so today we're talking about, you know, just our lives. Lives? Lives. Just where we're at, what we expect, what we're hoping, like our 10-year plan, our five-year plan. We're not going to cry today. Um, it's going to be a nice, jovial episode. Okay, well, we can pop out your tears if we want. If we want, if you want. You want to keep oh, it yeah. extra ASMR. Oh. <laughs> nasty. You nasty. That was a little bit wet at the end. Sorry, guys. So, so, our yeah. It's My Life episode, shall we start off with where we both are now in terms of love, education, careers, housing, that kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. So, we're both painfully single. <laughs> you went straight in for that one. I went straight <laughs> in for the jugular. <laughs> yeah. So, we're both single. Not no, no, I wouldn't no. say we're painfully single. We're quite happily single. Yeah. By our previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of housing, I still live at home. <clears throat> um where do you live? I um I live I don't want to give California. Where do you live? I live in South. South London. Oh god. Um yeah, it's nice. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's a nice area, a nice spot. <laughs> yeah. I think the big thing for me was as soon as I moved out of home, I was like a bit of a nomad, like you oh, know this. I was yeah. a nomad for a while. I was looking for my home and I feel like right now I have found where I'm supposed to be in like a, a homely sense. But there's like more to that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Not just I where I live, it's like other things. Yeah, I know. Oh, you sweet baby child. You're so cute. You know what I mean? It's I hard do- being a nomad. Do you feel like that? I don't feel like a nomad. I feel like I, I'm obviously in my home that mm. I've lived in since I was three. Um, but I don't feel at home in it, I suppose. I do, but I yeah. don't. That's the point that I got to that I felt like this isn't my home anymore. I should be finding my own place. Yeah, I just don't feel at ease here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we said it was going to be a happy episode. Damn, ma. <laughs> you started in with painfully single. <laughs> it was a joke. Career. Career-wise, I'm in, I'm in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. In the middle of something. <laughs> Sounds so dodgy. <laughs> Don't worry, innit? It's your toy Leah. 
You'll to know, <laughs> innit? If I trust you, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, I think. Okay, let's go. Let's let's rewind it a little bit because I feel like career started from school. And did you feel like you, when you were younger, you had to like follow this certain route? Yeah. I've what was it? Like we all we we went to grammar school and it was like pressure to do good because and if, yeah and if you didn't do good then they just kind of forgot about you but it wasn't just the school I feel like it was this pressure from like maybe our parents yeah I think so I think my parents expected a lot from me sorry Being mom. sorry mum and dad <laughs> no but then like look where you are now we can get into that yeah I think there's this thing like with parents from a different background, um, a non-British background. There's like this pressure for their kids to like achieve and do well and be successful. Yeah, they, they do put that pressure on you from a young age, and I think I felt that, and I'm sure you did too. I don't know if I felt that kind of pressure from my parents. I don't know. I think it's just life in general, like the way it's all set up. Like my little brother now, he's 15. He's doing his last year of GCSEs. And we were talking about it the other day. And it's quite daunting that he now has to pick his A-level subjects to pick, think about what he wants to do at uni and do with his life. And it's like, how do you really know at 15 what yeah. you want to do? Do you know? And like they, the whole world, I suppose, society, the way it's set up that you do your GCSEs, then your A-levels, then your you go to uni to get your degree you're put under a lot of pressure at such a young age that is so true like they're not maybe it's not it's, we can't speak for every school but there is this um cookie cut way of how you get a career and it's you have to go to union you have to do this but I'm sure that if we had more options about doing an apprenticeship or doing an internship we would be where we are now quicker 100% like the job that you're doing obviously you did you had to find it out on your own but yeah I would have done an apprenticeship potentially if I'd known at 18 that this is what I wanted to do or 16 even yeah I would have been 10 years ahead of the game oh god I'm fucking old yeah excuse me I'm I'm older than you yeah, she is guys huh late 20s Oh God, don't say that. I'm basically 30. I need to burp, sorry. Um, I feel like I've shut a lot of that out of my life though. I'm kind of... What do you mean? I've just forgotten what life was like. Not what life was like, but those feelings I had back then, I've kind of just shut them out. Yeah, me too. Most of my previous years I've blocked them out mentally every so often I'll have a little panic and I'll be like oh my god I've messed up my life I've taken so long to get where I want to be blah 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 but then I suppose it makes you who you are I guess and I don't think I'm that bad others would disagree but fuck it but that panic that you get I don't know what I'm saying I think everyone gets it yeah it's what is it existential I can't can't speak existential existential crisis yeah them ones what she says <laughs> <laughs> i can't say it i think yeah. the last time i got that was this corona time mm. yeah yeah that makes sense though it was the time when everyone was just at home it had a lot of time to think like too much time i think there's a stat that's come out that a lot of people are actually considering a career change mm. Um, yeah because everyone took time to kind of sit there and realize what they were happy with what they weren't happy with yeah are you happy with where you are god what with work or like in life yeah just like where you are currently in life um no um am i happy i could be happier but i know that things could also be worse as well what is it? Okay, this could lead into like five year plan. What is it that you see would give you the most happiness in the next five years? God, um, probably to become a fully qualified accountant. That would be obviously definitely part of my 
life goal. I'm working my way towards it, but with Rona and that, loads of exams have been cancelled. It's slowed me down a bit. You still um, get Yeah, slowly, slowly. Um, I'd want to own a house in five years. But again, I'm working my way towards it and saving. So in the next year or so, I should be good. But then I need the salary to match it. So then I need to pass more exams and do all of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like a snake eating its own tail constantly. Like, you need one thing to then complete the other. They go hand in hand. And it's... (laughs) I feel like maybe you're the same as well, but like your superiors, most of them the same as mine. They've got their mortgages. They've got their long-term partners. They've got their houses. They've got their careers sorted and their qualifications and all of that. Like it's a case for them to not give you the salary that you deserve because they're sorted. They don't think that it's my turn or your turn or whoever's to try and save for that mortgage or save to get a car or do any of these things. Does that make sense? They're not thinking of your situation and how they can progress you so that you can like level up with them. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's a hard one though, because like a lot of people are like that. I think that we're just in that mindset to always put yourself first. So I'm going to do what I can to get where I need to. Not everyone's going to. It's like, it's almost like a hard truth that not everyone's going to pull you up. You have to pull yourself. But I just think it's, a, I don't know, like the guy, when at work we had our pay cut and it was only like 10%, not much, for the, but for the people that were on like lower salaries, that's a big chunk of money when they're already earning not enough. And like the, the person that I managed when he got his wage cut, my first instinct was to fight his corner. Do you know what I mean? Because I wasn't happy with how little he was earning once we got our pay cut. And yeah. I pushed that he would be one of the first to get reinstated yeah that's sweet of you yeah it's easy to forget about the little people because obviously they're the ones that suffer the most yeah but you can't so yeah like I'm sure yours are the same we're in a similar career situation we're both working like finance and the people that are above us they haven't taken the same routes we have necessarily they've taken that cookie cut way of get into where they are so they got to that position within four years because they did four years in the industry and then like they're there they're done they've done their exams it's been yeah whereas obviously you and I we both kind of (coughs) time with it but we've taken an un what's the word I'm trying to say unnatural route to get to where we are yeah we have it's not most it's not really desired I guess or is it I don't know is it desired it is because we're working in Sorry. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just feel like there's just a difference between us and who our managers are. Yeah, they... Where they are. Yeah, of course. They did their things at a different time. I think nowadays there's less pressure. No, there's not. There's not less pressure. That's the wrong word I'm looking for. There's more pressure on us. I think our generation has it really, really hard. Like, really, really hard. We've been hit with two recessions. Isn't it three? Mm, We're going to go into the third one if, like, everything locks down again and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're in that in-between stage where we know we, we, like, we grew up with the internet and we're the only generation that grew up with the internet. Yeah. We're not the ones that are benefiting from it the most. No. I was saying this to someone the other day. I slightly wish I was a Gen Zer. And what like, is Gen Zer? TikTok was my life and I can make money off that. <laughs> a Gen Zer is like someone that is born in the last 20 years. So like my little brother. Yeah. We're millennials. Gen Zers are the ones that have been growing up in the last, like, say, 10 years or so. Okay. We grew yeah. up in the millennium yeah yeah do you feel like you have a five-year plan yeah I've always had a five-year plan um but it changes with obviously you take a different path all the time and Mm -hmm. me going on the new on this new path will give me a new five-year plan but like there is certain milestones that are always set in place like I do want to own a house and I'm going to work towards that yeah I want to be successful in my career so there's always going to be promotions I realized you and I are the same in this that 
you never mentioned about getting married or having kids and stuff like what our focus for our five years is about our career and ourselves speaking of this though this is really funny obviously you guys have heard us speak about like our quite religious strict families whatever speaking of this topic about my five-year plan and not mention marriage or kids I don't want children and I'm very upfront with that but my dad is the Algerian one and he had a conversation with me the other day and he was like you're 26 now you're a woman he was like I'm really glad that you're like thinking about your career and you've got a plan for your life but I don't want you to get to 50 and you've got nothing so I, you need to start thinking about having children and I was, that, that makes me a bit angry you know because I'm like yeah but you could be at 50 and have everything just having kids doesn't mean you've got nothing I don't want children I really don't want children it's just not in my life plan they are I'm really sorry to everyone out there who has kids and I'm sure they're lovely for you but I think they're a burden in so many ways and I'm too selfish in certain ways I don't want to give that up I just Mm-mm. like if I look in the future I can't see a child there at most I've got loads of, I'll be that auntie but yes. and that's the only way I'll picture kids yes. but I can't see myself going through birth giving birth no. even I will literally be the coolest, most fun auntie, Tracy Ellis Ross. That will be me to all of my French children. And I will love them like they are my own, like they're my nieces, nephews, whatever. But I don't want to do it myself. I can't do it. I want puppies and I want animals. But I just don't want babies. I just, I just I, I'm the same. I don't see it in my life. But I've always told myself, and I, I say it all the time, that I'm going to even Mendez it. Yeah. I think we've mentioned that previously yeah like you have someone extremely special and I have to kind of see that child in our future but right now in my future I don't see that yeah 100% I think that's fair enough though and I think you're similar to me like you've just met a lot of shit men so why am I going to go through childbirth and all of that for some twat who's probably going to leave me like I know for some 21 year old Cindy and I'm like excuse me I just pushed this out for you (laughs) yeah it's just not gonna happen I just don't think anyone will love me enough to stay with me after I've had their kid I think that's my deep-rooted psychological issue like I'll get stretch marks and I'll look ugly and have saggy skin and all that and you're you're only going to get them what I'm talking about the father will only have them like one weekend every two weeks like okay the burden's still on me here and it wasn't even my idea yeah it's an we've got serious issues because we this comes from experience isn't it like we see what we want in life is obviously from what we've seen. Yeah, um, and I don't want seen. anything that I've seen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Same. So, yeah. No. I just think the children that I've seen are just demons. Well, not so much. It's just it's the burden aspect of it. Thank and you. I can't face excitement. I really can't. I can't be excited because you, you, like, you did a little twist, you know? Oh, that's nice. I okay. find children yeah. so embarrassing. Like that little twisting, I'd look at them and be like, all right. <laughs> like, I just don't have that in me to be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Never experienced the love that you feel for your own child. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then to feel that love for your own child, you have to be pregnant and you have to go through that process of wanting. Nine, I feel like if I ever had a child, that would be a high high percentage that I get postnatal depression for sure 100% I'll get prenatal depression like during (laughs) natal depression like (laughs) all of it and I also think like I feel like this is quite um quite a harsh opinion but I feel like the world is dying that we're living in why are you going to be selfish and have all these babies for the world to die and for your children to be the one of the reasons like obviously it's not just us because there's these massive corporations out there that are the problems yeah but we obviously add to it we add to it so why am I going to populate the earth with like five mini me's no I, I get what you mean I same here it's a bit like that guy that sued his parents because he didn't want to be born honestly I'm thinking of doing the same fed up Got, I didn't ask to be here. Now I'm here suffering. <laughs> they've got nothing to give me, though. Bless them. So <laughs> that's that's the other thing. Like, I don't want to give birth to a child that, like, I physically cannot leave anything behind for. Imagine, like, I I die and they're they're in a shit situation and like nothing. I can't help them. I'm sorry. Yeah. So this is another thing. This is another harsh opinion that I have, which is my I upset my mum by saying this. 
but I don't think that you should have children if you're not financially ready to support them. If you, you live in a two-bedroom house, have one child. End of. Like, I, I, I just don't agree with it. If you don't drive, you... I just, I just, I don't know. There's so many like, financial things that are connected to a child. You should be ready to give it everything that it wants and needs. And have that little saving pocket just in case, like emergency fund. And if you can't do that for yourself, how are you, you going to expect to do it for a kid? Yeah. It's true. I agree. I think sometimes parents can be selfish. It's the idea of having a child and seeing what it looks like mm. that comes everything else. And I think that's really unfair. I think most people, well, not most people, some people do it as like, because it's a social thing. You're supposed to do it. That's the next step once you marry someone. Does that Social sense? Yeah, it really does. Like, my mum didn't want children, and now she's got two. But it's just because what happens, isn't it? Yeah. Do you ever look back at, like, I've got pictures of my parents in my flat, um, and I stare at the pictures, I'm like, you were about 21 here, and you're married, and you've got a kid on the way, whereas I'm currently 27, and I'm just living my life. Yeah. Um, I can like do you think your parents saw that for themselves and do you think that's what they saw for you like the life you're living now do you think your parents saw that for you and would want that for you this might be hitting a um I think my dad saw it for himself to have children but my mum didn't and I think my dad would definitely want a different life for me. I think he'd want slightly more control. control, And I think he'd want me to be married now. And With a kid. More settled down, at least. At least a child on the way. I think he'd want me to be a lot more settled down than I am. What about you and your parents? Um, I think they probably envisioned something else for me. I don't think... I think my parents' like little love story isn't a love story and they kind of just stuck it out because it's the easiest option. Mm. I think that's quite common in brown brown Asian families. I think um, it's quite common with the older generation. Yeah, like probably now it would be different, like our generation, not just the generation above us. Yeah. Like your grandparents probably are like my parents' generation and yeah, they would just stick it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of what they see for me, I think they're similar to you. They probably would have wanted me to be married or with someone and potentially with a child. But I think for my mum, she was always like career minded. So like she would have wanted me to be successful. That's good. But I think both of our both of our parents would have want us, wanted us to be like married with kids. Yeah. Before we're 30 at least, that's the the goal is <laughs> we might be married by 30 but we won't have kids i don't know but i don't think I, I, was say, I don't think i could get married now that i'm 27 i don't think three years is enough for me to get to know someone and be married in that time you've been 27 for two days relax <laughs> yourself spitting out these bars like you're this wise old owl <laughs> <Two days. Fisk. laughs> yeah I yeah I can't I don't know unless it's like a whirlwind romance but then do you really think you can get to know someone enough to marry them yeah in three years I guess I don't know let me ask you a question then do you think do you think you'll ever have a whirlwind marriage I don't know I don't feel like one year of knowing someone and then proposing to you is enough I think this is just for me how I would see it playing out <laughs> a lot of my like relationships and situations have been very intense at the beginning and I yeah. feel like if I had a whirlwind marriage it would be because it was just really intense from the start and then we'd get divorced within a year because then we'd learn a lot about each other and then we realized that we actually weren't compatible so if I had that it would break down that's just what I see for myself then I don't feel like you would allow that as much as you're like you speak to me about your dates and they may be intense but on your side you're not giving that intensity back so 
I don't feel like I feel like there's a there's a chance you'd be like, no, let's not get married now. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Get up. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I see it playing out. Yeah, potentially. It would depend how I felt about the person. I just I, I just can't imagine being with someone for like a year and then them thinking or me thinking this is the person that I'm gonna die with. That sounds really good. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking more the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. Not Sorry, some suicide funny. murder pact. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> well, well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but sometimes you do get that feeling that this could be it. So if that feeling persists, then maybe you never know. I have to see it to believe it. It's going to have to be one of those things. And you're a Debbie Downer who doesn't believe in love. We've covered that before, so. <laughs> I believe in logic. Oh. You with me and we can make it work, but don't. Don't come with me with your hopes and dreams. Oh, Lord. Unless you're Zac Efron. I'll take that. No, I don't like him. Well, I do like him, but I don't. He's too beefy. Oh, I like the beefiness. Or Henry Cavill. That's that right there. He doesn't do it like- for me in any way. Have you seen topless? I have. Joe doesn't do anything for me. Okay, if we if we did, oh, let's talk about dating. Oh. The five year plan for a man. <laughs> Poet, and I didn't know it. <laughs> My mum put um, that by yesterday. Shame on you. What? She said the same thing. Your five year plan for a man. No, the poem didn't know it. Um. Five-year plan for a man. Uh, find one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me five years at this rate. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I would like to meet a nice boy. <laughs> I don't. I really. I really don't know. I just feel like I don't have the time. But I do. I know. I. Just, oh, I don't know. You don't have the time now, but. Who's to say in the next five years? That's true. We're talking about five years. I'm just being dramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, To find one, to date, to be serious, go on holidays, do all of that, see how we would be living together potentially. Okay. What's yours? Yeah, the same. Like at the end of the five years, we can't living in together. Or maybe a little bit sooner than that. Sooner. Five years, I want that ring. Are you fucking joking? I'm not going to be like Cassie and P. Diddy out here and wait nine years. It's not happening. Is that how long it was? Nine years? Nine or ten years, yeah. That's... They did live together and like have a life together. Yeah, oh, they did. This like when you're in, you're, in, you're in a relationship, you need to like say what your expectations are. Do you think from the beginning or as you go? From the beginning. Like that guy that I was talking to and straight away... He asked if I wanted children. You just got to get in there swift to the jugular. Work out what you want so you're not wasting your own time. That's the nicest thing to do. And part of me is like, is it too soon? Like, do I just wait a couple of weeks before I tell you, actually, I don't really want kids? I don't know, because I feel like if we'd waited a couple of weeks, maybe I would have started liking him. And that's a big maybe. And then what, once I've liked you, I'm supposed to be like, well... Bye. Yeah. It's harder. It's easier to nip things in the bud at the beginning if you want different things. And I always see, like, read dating advice and stuff, and they're always like, ask the hard questions on the first date. Yeah, I agree with that. Even, like, now, going on dates and stuff, or even before I've met them, I like, tend to ask, what is it that you're wanting? Because I know what it is I want now, so I don't want to be with someone that's on the completely opposite page to me quite the wrong phrase to use but you know what I mean no I know what you mean but then recently I've asked someone what they wanted and they said they didn't want the same thing as me and I still stuck around he said he didn't want a relationship didn't he and I was like cool and they were like that doesn't mean I'm not open-minded fuck off I hate that little line open-minded about what you don't even eat pussy so how open-minded are you sir <laughs> anyway, you know what? 
Okay, talking about dating on yeah. the date. The one line that I hate is someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously. What do you mean by <laughs> If someone... That makes me so mad because I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm like, I am so fucking wound up and anally retented. It's not going to work. Like, I don't know what they want by that. It's always I white boys, it and it's always white boys. White boys. <laughs> no, not always, not always. I've seen a few that aren't. <laughs> I actually genuinely haven't. But I just, one day I'm going to reply and be like, what do you mean by this? What about politics? <sighs> oh, I don't think you can disagree on that either. It depends how strongly you both feel about it. How strongly would you say you feel? I feel like I'm in a, I would, I would say I'm, I'm definitely a lefty, but I'm open-minded. I'll hear your, I'll hear your, the opposite side. I'll try to understand. What you're from. Mm. I'll hear the opposite side, but I'm definitely Labour. Of it, like, yeah. The more I hear about Jeremy Corbyn and the things that he wants and stuff like that, I'm definitely. That way. Still on that side, yeah. Boris Johnson yeah. is a fucking idiot. The values, right? That's the thing. Okay, so your values are more to the left. If you were to meet someone who is quite, say, a similar view to you, but on the right, do you think a relationship will last and be fruitful? Yes, if it didn't affect our everyday. But then essentially, can you live with someone that you know is their moral code is mm. complete? yours mm, depends again if it didn't affect her every day if they weren't like some stuck up privileged piece of shit then I think you could kind of not bury it but like it would be a healthy debate that's where you'd want it to sit does that make sense yeah it doesn't like overpower your life it's just we go to the ballot box and we vote different things and yeah. that's that we don't need to talk about it but there are certain things say if they wanted to privatize the nhs blah 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 blah. Yeah, then we, we're gonna fight <laughs> then we'll throw hands yeah you'd have to but that's what i'm saying if it didn't affect your every day then i suppose you maybe can get past it like you'll never know unless you're in that situation what about religion? Wait, can I just say one more thing about the politics thing and then we'll go on to religion? Yeah. It would depend on his friends and his family as well. <gasps> we need to go on to that, actually. Mm. This isn't supposed to be a dating episode, but this is, this is that, that part is interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about life. It's fun. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm a big believer in you're not dating the person's family, but... I need to know that your family's like quite are, are respectful. Respectful to different cultures, religions, backgrounds. Because yeah. my friends, when you said that, my first thought was um, with that long term ex and his family was they were nice, just typical Essex people, but they were a little bit ignorant. And I couldn't be with someone that's not aware of their own forthcomings. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, perfect sense. Like, I think one example that I could, the first thought was she would do an Indian accent um, while I was there and thinking it was funny when it's not. Oh, like, no. That, that level of unawareness. So your family needs to be like you. If I like you, I need to know your family are similar. Yeah. No, you need to tell me so I don't need to go around. <laughs> do you know what it is? Even if they're not, you need to know that he's got your back and he'll fight your corner if you do meet them and they yeah. do the thing with the, the with the Indian accent. He needs to be like, mum, that's not appropriate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because I know that if it, if it was my parents and they were, they were they had a mindset that was a bit different, I'd be like, no, you can't. And that's yeah. just not how it works here. Yeah, 100%. I'd want that same level back. Yeah. But I think that's only normal that you'd want that. I would. Do you think it's been normalised to accept things like Indian accents and people make jokes to me about camels and flying carpets and stuff like that, like, and just kind of laugh it off because it's... Sorry, that's my first thought when you said flying carpet. What did you say? I, don't... I was singing A Whole New World. You said a flying Yeah. 
um, do you think it's been normalized? I think it had been normalized. Mm -hmm. She was obviously of an older generation in that example, and she thought it was okay and funny to do that. Yeah, and it's like that that little Britain humor, like it was normal to make fun of Indians and fat people and this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But now, now we're in a we're in a new generation. People are being called out. It's not anymore. It's that's yeah. not being called out is normal. Yeah, I agree with that. But then, what do you think about people that say that you're they're losing their freedom of speech you're being by not allowed to do this this type of humor i'm just thinking like comedians and stuff it wasn't like that in my day well i'm not i mean technically they are still free to say what they want but it just shows their moral compass if they do do those things so let them carry on but they're showing their asses by doing that does that make sense yeah and anyone though sorry like we used to watch Little Britain. Like even I used to find I it funny. It. I didn't find it funny. God, I've got a cough in my mouth. I didn't find it funny. I still don't find it funny. At the time, I did. Even um, the other one. I don't know if it's because I like the comedians. Come fly with me. No. I thought that was funny too. So it's just amazing how much it's changed over the years. That yeah. now I'm all like. I don't know, maybe I was just turning a blind eye to it. We were young though, when that first came out. Yeah, true. What do you think of people comparing Little Britain to White Chicks and saying that if Little Britain's not allowed, then why is White Chicks? Do you know that was a comparison? Uh-huh. But I don't see the problem. I don't, I don't, I don't, because I really like White Chicks. <laughs> yeah. They're not necessarily being racist but then that being said no I don't know actually it's a hard one this is me talking about my own biases because I again I like the actors so I'm like going to allow it but no, clearly I'm... it's not right for white people in a way yeah they're think... making a stereotype which is what Little Britain was doing yeah but I think black privilege is not a thing no, like, neither is Asian privilege so I feel like you're making fun of the minority in Little Britain's case whereas yeah and it's something that we've all been fighting for for so long whereas white privilege hasn't been fought for because it's not a thing do you know what I mean like racism against white people yeah and that film in general wasn't detrimental to white people at all just, just people like Paris Hilton so <sighs> minority within the majority yeah i don't see the problem i think that comparison is stupid no, i understand why people have made it i do understand why they're comparing it but i think it's racist people who are ignorant who are making that comparison so it just no, loses all its points my first thought is um in little britain when because i'm brown obviously like asian is that a thought that that little sketch where he would make fun of the little indian lady um, you're allowing other people to do the same. So that's the difference between white chicks and little Britain. Yeah. You're getting more people involved in making the minority feel a minority. Whereas us doing a little American accent for white chicks is hardly, mm. hardly racist. Yeah. What do you think it's going to be like for the next generation? Better, but worse at the same time. In what ways? I think we're fighting the good fight now and I think that things will improve but because things will start to improve people will fight back so as things get better things will also get worse because there'll be more resistance to it does that make sense that's the story of the ages though like you'll get that every generation has had that yeah but I think it'll be different for us because we're old enough now and we've been involved, like we've marched and we've posted and we've spoken about it and we've written posts and done all of that. Do you know what I mean? But then that will always, because there was people like that in the 60s and there's going to yeah. be people like that in the next 20 years. There'll, there'll always yeah. be something, I think, for the future generation. Mm. Touch wood, it won't be about race and everyone will be equal. But that's a big, that's a mm. big. I think Without what I mean is. There. 
I think what I mean is that it's personal to us because me and you have been involved. I feel like the future is actually going to be quite bleak. I just feel like the world's dying. I'm just going to take the climate route. We need to make a change. <laughs> oh, don't. It scares me. Have you seen that clock that's been put up? On the um, New York Times building. Quite scary. It's given us seven years, right? Yeah, that's bullshit, though. Yeah, a bit more than that, for sure. A few years ago, they were saying, like, last year, they were saying 12 years and now suddenly seven. But why would they give us normal people who literally cannot do anything this crippling psychological fear that the world is going to end because we're killing the planet when it's all these massive corporations with the money and the resources to change it that need to fill the fear not us i've recycled okay but those that's we do need to do our bit obviously because every little bit counts but it is the corporations that need to make the biggest shape they've got the bit, most amount of money they can yeah, exactly it. oh jeff come on now <sighs> just found a nut bite out there just mm. so- it's chicken change. With the money he can give, it would be chicken change for him. Yeah, one person could definitely solve the problem. Like, I'm telling you, like, literally. That top 4% could change the world. Yeah, literally, but they don't want to. And I just don't understand why. Maybe that having that amount of money changes you, but maybe because you're a ruthless arsehole, that's how you've got to make in that amount of money because you just step on everyone. I, that being said, though, have you seen that documentary about Bill Gates? And I'm sure it was like a little self-plug on Netflix, but it was about how he is trying to get rid of polio in in North mm, Africa. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. So they're, they are trying. Maybe not Jeff. I don't know. Let me speak for him. My name is Jeff. But apparently Bill Gates is testing it on little African children. So again, it defeats the point. That's what I've heard. It might just be a WhatsApp auntie. <laughs> My dad is a hundred percent one of those aunties. He's terrible. So they give you good mornings and like amazing gifts. <laughs> no, he actually doesn't. But he just sends me like he's the one. <laughs> they put up one of those fucking five G towers in Welling. <laughs> he's not shut up about it. <laughs> and he sends me all these posts about five G and what it does to you. And I'm like, Dad. And every time we drive past it, he's like, look, there it is. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've heard. So I don't know. But I feel like you're always going to hear rumours, aren't you? Yeah. It's hard because I see it as if we had that amount of money, what would we be like? Would we exactly. be as selfish as them? Because money changes you. Money does. I'm very, I think I'm quite selfish with money. Yeah, me too. Now that I'm like, when when you get to an age where you're living it on your own, you're living for yourself. You, you do become selfish for you on your money. Yeah, you have to. This is partly why I don't want kids because my selfish. money. Yeah. Why you <laughs> Shit, little shit. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I get you. I'm so stingy with money sometimes, but then at the same time, I'm not. It's just weird. I am stingy with money. It's because I'm not where I want to be. This is expectations again. If I was a millionaire, sure, I'm taking y'all out for dinner. But I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, just dinner, because I'm counting my money. (laughs) No, okay, I'll take you on holiday. Buy us a whole restaurant each, what the fuck? Okay, I'll invest in you guys, you know? But that's because I have the money to do that. Where I don't now, I'm not going to, you know, let me get there first and then we can, you know, live on the fruits of my labour. So, in terms of it's our life, how would you feel about finding the love of your life later in life, like 40? I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I think it'll be very normal, and I've kind of come to terms that that might be the case for me. Mm -hmm. Especially where I don't want kids. There's no, like, rush to, like, I need to find someone so I can have a baby like I'm like okay I'll take it as it comes like you know if I meet the love of my life when I'm 40 45 then that's just the way it is there's nothing wrong with that yeah what about you it would be actually that being said it would be nice to be married when I'm quite young and I look nice in a wedding dress (laughs) yeah like I want to be a young not a young bride because that moment has passed but I still want to be this cute and like go traveling with my bae 
Do yeah. you know what I mean? I think that's the main reason I would, I am dating or I like want a partner is because I want to do those things that you can, you can do it with your friends, of course, but it's just, you know, different, is it? isn't it? I feel like my partner would essentially just have to do what I say and he'll have to come with me. Whereas my some of my friends are like moving on with their partners and then that's who they, they'd rather go on holiday with. Do you know what I mean? And like you just kind of get left behind a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't say left behind because it sounds really harsh when you put it that way. But that's what I mean. Because they're people that I would normally go on holiday with. Yeah. But then maybe that won't happen now because they've got their partner. Which I think is quite sad. On I think it's bad on their part. But then you can't, you can't feel too bad because that's just them moving on with their life. That's their life, isn't it? But I think I would still want, like, lads' holidays with my friends, even if I did have a man. What if the man doesn't want them to go on holiday? This is a totally different topic. That's, that's not the man for you then, sis. I don't know. It's like the bad bits of a relationship then. You don't know what you're going to get. That's another thing that we were talking about. Like, you can meet someone that you like, but then you don't know if they're going to be controlling. You don't know if they're going to be a narcissist, whether they're going to be a liar or a cheat, or whether they're going to be romantic, or whether you're going to find them sexually attractive. You just don't know any of these things. Even if you find someone you like, you've still got to climb over all these other hurdles. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be... Waiting until I'm 50, aren't I? Sorry, Daddy. I tried. <laughs> but are we just being pessimistic about it? Yeah. I don't I always thought of it as like an optimistic view that yeah, it might not be my time now, but okay, maybe it's a realist view. It might not be my time now to find someone, but I will eventually. Like there's no rush. No rush. Don't tell me. Do you ever panic that you won't? No. I kind of I'm like I, I like my company I like my own space so it's almost like fine and like you can always fill your time with someone if you need it you know your needs are filled I don't know what you're doing this no I know what you mean oh I need to text that guy back fuck it's like <laughs> send him a voice note later it's got weird fingers freaks me out a little bit in what way Arthri- like arthritis no <laughs> He looks like he's double jointed or something. Oh, one of those ones that do all of that stuff. I don't, I don't know. I'll, to, I'll show you his fingers in a picture. I'll zoom in for you. This is probably why we would be single. Yeah. <laughs> We're picking up flaws. His fingers are weird. <laughs> that doesn't put me off him. Yeah, that's true, actually. Thingy majiggy's toes. And you still kind of considered. No, stop. <laughs> What a mistake. <laughs> I still haven't replied and it's been like a week. What was the last thing you said? There's like seven messages. Okay. He's on you. No, he's not. Because we would have already been on a date if he was on me. That's true. But it's been I a few years he's capable now. capable of doing all of that. Pardon? Do you think he's capable? Is he capable of doing all of that though? No. Our mutual friend said that girls just don't take him seriously because he doesn't act serious. So, okay. In our case, then, do you think we act serious? (laughs) I think I do now that I'm older. Depends. Some guys, if you act serious, you're going to scare them off. Yeah, because they don't want someone that takes themselves too seriously. Oh, she's left the room, guys. She's left the building. She dropped her mic. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> it depends who I'm talking to. Like, you know. Yeah. I don't think I would be too serious with him because I think it would scare the shit out of him. And he'd be like, ugh. But with the guy that I went on a date with on Monday, for example, I could be more serious with him because I knew that he wouldn't be like, oh, fuck. He wouldn't be scared off. Yeah, it depends who the person is and how keen they're acting and all of that. With that being said, sometimes, um, speaking from both of my past experiences, someone has been serious and intense and then, like, push come to shove, they get a bit scared. And then they choose their girlfriend, not me, so. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking of him, but... 
Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Predictable. <laughs> that's that's the fear of dating, the unpredictableness of it. I just want someone that's gonna come in and be like, "You're gonna, you're supposed to die with me." I keep <laughs> yeah. But then, even when they've done that to me in the past, they've then just upped and left. Most men are unpredictable. Uh, most men are predictable. That's one thing I take comfort in. But then occasionally one of them will do something unpredictable and I'm like, well, where the fuck do I go from here? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, question everything I ever knew because men are predictable. The tweet said that if you meet a good guy, then you should hold on to him because there's not that many out there. Who cares why? Hmm? Who came to mind? That way. Oh, no one came to mind actually. I don't even know if he's a good guy. I think about it sometimes. Because you know, when you can't work out if a guy is genuinely stupid yeah. and he's just got no clue what he's doing because he's never been in that situation before, or he's really, really clever and just very manipulative and knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, because <laughs> he is very, very, very intelligent. So. Yeah, they're always aware. We don't give them enough credit for it. They're, they're very aware of what they're doing. and they're 100%. 100%. It's just what they do with it. Yeah, that's why when that thing happened with the other one, I didn't message him again. That was one of the reasons, because I was like, you're so aware of what you've done and how you've mugged me off. So, what did you say to me yesterday? Men be trashers. Every episode's come to this. <laughs> the thing is, we know we, when we say it, we don't necessarily mean it. It's just we've had obviously bad experiences. This is why we're seeing it. Yeah. We know that men aren't trash and that we're very aware that women are just as trash. If men are trash, women are the trash bags. That's what my friend said to me one day. <laughs> but it was the guy that said that to me. So, you know. <laughs> What's the opposite of trash? Recycling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Recycling is that one X that keeps coming back. <laughs> do you know how you said about your dad's um, fears of like 5G? What do you think is going to be our ours? <laughs> oh, bless him. Um... Six <laughs> I don't know. I think we'll grow up as that generation, and some of us will be like, Rona wasn't real. It was all a hoax by the government to control you, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're like the conspiracy age. Yeah. A part of me feels like our generation, the millennials, we're just a bit dead inside. <laughs> To put it bluntly, like nothing, we've we've been through it all to the point that like nothing, nothing will scare us anymore. Like, look, remember World War Three in January, how we were like, all right, let's see how this plays out. Yeah, we've <laughs> been through a lot. To be fair, this this one year, this one year alone. But even then, we've been through so much in the last twenty years Since we were born, to that we're just a bit like. I'm pretty sure the year that I was born was the year Diana died. So my fault. The year I, the year I was born was that whole Jamie Bulger sure murder. Fault, I wouldn't say it was my fault. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> when really did Diana harsh. die? <laughs> um, twenty eighteen. Don't remember. Oh, okay, nineteen ninety-seven. It wasn't my fault. The people's princess. Mm, my mum cried. <laughs> Because she was just mm. normal. Well, like she wasn't normal. She was obviously more like she was that white middle class, upper class even lady. You, it's that you wouldn't expect yeah, it from her. Everyone she did it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. For season four <laughs> of The Crown because the next season is where they introduce her. Yeah, but even then, before that, are they going to show the affairs? They, are they, going they to showed show... the Camilla thing. Uh, uh, I think they will. They showed Prince Philip and what he did. 
I feel like he should have just said, I want Camilla from the get-go. I feel like he ruined it someone else's life. No, he was just young he and impressionable and didn't really have much to say. Him and his fat sausage fingers. Have you seen what, them? Prince Charles are the actor. I tend not to look Prince at him. Charles. I genuinely don't understand why he's so ugly. I'm going to send you okay, a you send me his hands, hands and I'll send you this guy's hands. I will compare and make notes. Okay. Just needs to wear some ice gloves. He's just really unattractive. Uh, he's been... I don't yeah, think he's unattractive. It's the nose and the ears. Um, he looks like is it? That's his father's yeah. nose. Isn't but it? I think if his life has been the way it is in the Crown, and I read somewhere like the royal correspondent said it was very like true to facts of what happened, then he's had a sad life and he's not been shown love by his mum and do you think like given where let's talk about our ages do you think that society has expectations for where we should be our age um do you think society has given us expectations do you think that society has expectations for where we should be Depends on, I don't think society has, but the, the communities you belong in do. If that makes sense. I feel like society itself is very open to you taking your own path and taking your time with it. But then it's like your environment where you where you were born into, what you're born into, and who you surround yourself with, they're the ones that put this pressure on you about where you should be. Yeah. I feel like that's the best way to think about it. No, you know what, actually, in this day and age where we're, like, surrounded by Instagram and stuff, there is a little bit of pressure to be where someone else our age is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I get you. Do you ever compare yourself to other people? Um, I used to, more often than not, and occasionally I will be like, oh, my gosh, I'm this big age and I'm not where I'm not at this point in my life or this, that and the other. I yeah. think that's quite natural, though. It's just bringing yourself back out of that little comparison. But I've never, like, really... Do you have, like, friends that are in relationships? I've never been in a... I've never compared myself to that. Like, oh, my God, I should be with someone and I should be married by now. It's usually more to do with, like, career and... I think mine is both. Where I, I think I compare life. my shortcomings quite a lot I suppose in what sense or with who even to people who oh I'm itchy sorry um to people who have their career sorted and who are married or whatever and how do you pull yourself back out of that just have to remind yourself that you'll get there eventually like everyone's path is different and would I like there's certain yeah. times that would I want to be I don't know. I don't know. I suppose part of the fun in life is that you've still got things to work towards, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll just say that to make myself feel better. It's a, it's a difficult one because I feel like, for me, do you remember like when you were like a teen growing up? My sister, when my sister got married when she was 24 and I was about 10. So in my eyes, when I was growing up, I thought I'd be the same kind of thing. Like, I'm going to get married when I'm 24. So it's always been that more than anything else. Like, just following what you've seen. So your comparison, is that is that just based on that as well? Potentially, yeah, I suppose. Like, I thought on my 26th birthday... I was thinking on my mum's 26th birthday, she was two weeks away from giving birth to me. And here I am. Yeah, like how I was saying pictures and yeah. you're like, we were here. And it's like, um, I don't know. It's just weird, like, comparing that to where I am, I suppose. But then she doesn't... 
but then she didn't have a career and such, I suppose, the way I do. Does that make sense? So I suppose tit for tat, I guess. I yeah, don't know. it's a different path. It's a different yeah. path she took. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to remember each to their own, but it's hard. But in modern day society, like what is this, what is today's pressures? Looks. It's very aesthetic, isn't it? About what you look like more than yeah. anything. Was that fair to say? I feel like that's a very generational thing. It's always been there. I think it's different and probably more heightened now because we have social media. And social media influencer is a thing, and it's a job in its career. Yeah. Oh, no, that's true. Back in my day, it was just a model. Anyway, <laughs> if you could have one job, let's end it on a, a good note. If you could have one job you could do right now, what would it be, regardless of anything? Yeah. One job in the world. No job. <laughs> I don't know. My dream career growing up was like to be a doctor, but Lord, I've, I'm aged now. Yeah, that I'm was a six year old dream. Right now, any job in the entire world. A film director. Really? Slash like cinematographer. I'd quite like to like make something look beautiful. Yeah, I can see that. I can see you doing that. Slash yeah, maybe even an really artist. Passionate and good at it. On the... Slash photojournalist. I would love to like photograph. This is really quite bleak, but war photography is so fascinating. I would love to do that. It might get hurt. Why? True, but you're always quite safe as a journalist. Well, that's that's very exaggerated. Yeah, I mean, it's not safe, but you know, it's interesting. Oh. <laughs> what about you? Um, I think I have a top three. So I'd like to have either been a homicide detective. Hmm. Yeah, I see that. Or probably like a dermatologist or a social media influencer. Yeah, I can see that. I think, I'm surprised by dermatologists. I know you love skincare. I didn't think you'd want to be yeah, someone else's skin person all the time. Or oh, like no, a publisher or like a book editor. Yeah, I was thinking maybe even an author because mm. you do love a book. Yeah. It's been, in in the last, like, maybe five years, there's been yeah. so many dreams. No. Pilot was one of them. Well, I'm, I'm content with just getting a licence. Yeah. It doesn't have to be my career. What other ones were there? Forensics is really interesting. Yeah, Corona was on my list of things to do. Coronal, how do I say it? So, guys, I hope you enjoyed us have debriefing our lives and our futures. Um, sorry if they're not that interesting. Yeah, so it was good for us. It was like a therapy sesh to see where we're at in life. Yeah, man. Actually, what advice would you give to the kids? Not that we don't have do any kids listening, but I think mine <laughs> would genuinely be don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like pressure is crippling. Like yeah. you're so young, you've literally got the world and your life ahead of you. If you change your mind a couple of times about what you want to do, that's okay. I don't let anyone make you feel like it's not. It's not the end of the world. Mm. yeah for sure there is no pressure just follow your strengths like do what you like because ultimately that's that's the thing that's gonna keep you happy 
Under pressure. Yeah, then. And that's it. Like, subscribe, Share. follow. Tell us what your future dreams yes, are. Tell us what you want or to know. Or not, you know. Some of your guys' hopes and dreams are. All right. Bye. Thank Bye. you for listening. <laughs>